Thanks for downloading the South Everett Foursquare podcast. This is Pastor Chris Pepler, and you've joined us for our core value series, The Story of Us. This morning, Danessa Gonzalez explores Jesus's love for our neighborhood and city. You can find us every Sunday morning at the Village on Casino Road at 1030 a.m. or on our website, southeverett.org. Thanks again, and enjoy today's podcast. Good morning, church. So happy to be here. I'm grateful for this opportunity, like always, to just um, bring a little bit of what the Lord gave me. And this week was kind of one of those weeks where it was, um, I had the whole week off of, of work, which uh, we call it midwinter break, which I don't know what it means, but I'm grateful for. <laughs> I know a lot of you had four-day weekends as well. So, um, But it's funny because... I went into midwinter break thinking, oh, you know, I purposely picked the 26th because I had a week to prepare for today, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, the Lord always has like, he, he, I always say he has a sense of humor, right? I have all this time in my hands and I'm like, Lord, I, I need you to speak to my heart. I got to speak and I don't know what to say. And all week long, it was sick babies and a whole lot of nothing. And, um, but our Lord is never late. He's never late. He's always on time. So even though I stressed out until about Thursday, thinking I don't have anything to say, um, I finally, you know, kind of, it kind of just trickled in and I'm, I'm grateful that the Lord is never late, right? Um, he's funny sometimes. <laughs> we, um, I want to, I know we just prayed, but I want to pray this prayer that it was put in my heart while during worship. It's so special to be in the presence of the Lord, especially when we're doing it together. And sometimes we can go a period without, like, God, I just need, I just need to feel that you're with me. And so I want to pray this prayer over you guys. I pray your fear is transformed into faith, your worries transformed into certainty, and your doubts are transformed into confidence. I pray every chain that's keeping you from being your best is broken. I pray your mind is renewed and your heart feels a peace like never before. And let this be the day that you walk into everything this God that created you has created you to be. Father God, those areas that we just need that certainty, that we have a purpose, those areas we lay at the foot of the cross, Father. Those areas where we just don't feel confident We lay those areas at the foot of the cross. Thank you for this opportunity, Father. In the name of Jesus. Well, we've been digging into South Ever Four Squares values. And so the first one was diverse unity. 
We value a culture that's diverse in age, ethnicity, socioeconomic, education, politics, and experiences. One of my biggest takeaways from when he spoke about diverse unity um, was when he, when he said, we can be united in diversity, but it doesn't eliminate diversity. We are united in diversity, but it doesn't eliminate it. We will always be diverse, right? We will always look different. We'll always be in different stages of life. We will always be different ages. We will always, it's, it's always gonna be there. But what's our common, our common denominator is spiritual poverty. Spiritual poverty fixed only by the grace of Jesus Christ. That's the one thing we have in common. If we look at Christ, he was all about showing that we don't look the same, that we don't have the same education. He hung out with people all sorts of ages and all sorts of um, cultures and um, rich people, poor people, you name it. He walked with them. Um, they were not from the same town, from the same background, but um, we all have we're all about showing that we don't have to look the same, have the same education or have the same background from, or even be from the same town. How many people, how many of us don't live here in Everett, but we love Everett, you know? So we don't have to be all from the same place to be part of his kingdom, diverse unity. Another one is signs and wonders. We talked about how he's the same today, yesterday, and always. He is the same. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and forever. We are to repent quickly. We are to recognize the need that we have for Jesus Christ. Repent quickly, realizing that the need we have, realizing the need that we have for his grace and his mercy. And we have to rely on prayer and rely on the Holy Spirit. We have to pause, and I remember that service, we paused and we created space. Right. This is something that our worship team, um, I'm, I'm blessed to be part of this worship team, um, that we're able to create space to just be with the Lord and speak what the Lord puts in our hearts. And we saw a few, like we saw some of this, that, that service where, and every service, I feel like it's just a blessing to be in this space where you, you feel the freedom to speak what the Lord puts in your heart. Last week, I missed it, but Lauren spoke about sacred relationships. The importance of committing to a healthy, vibrant, and family-centered relationship with God and with each other. That's why we're here, right? We're committed to create relationship with the Lord and with each other. We don't believe in doing life on, alone. I think all of us have tried it at one point or another to do life alone. If life were to be lived alone, Christ would have done his ministry by himself he wouldn't have had disciples with him and he wouldn't have left us the holy spirit when he resurrected what's the holy spirit for is, is to be with us all the time to be there to comfort us to give us peace to give us joy we are aware that we need each other and we need the holy spirit to go through this journey of life with ups and downs and twists and turns and we need each other we need to encourage each other we need to be there for each other first thessalonians 5 11 says therefore Encourage one another and build each other up, just as, in fact, you are doing. So now we're going to dig into neighborhoods and cities. There are five ways we can serve as agents to our neighborhoods and cities. I call them the five CSs. 
The first one is city students. What do you do when you're a student? You learn, right? We will pray with the Bible in one hand and the newspaper in the other. Figuratively speaking. I mean, if you have a newspaper, go for it. But we're going to learn about our city. What are the needs of our city? We're going to be aware of what is happening in our neighborhoods, and that goes beyond our own interests, right? That goes beyond the purpose. It's just learning, learning about our city. I recently learned something about prayer. Not all, it doesn't always change things. Prayer doesn't always change things. Surprise. <laughs> but you know what it can do? It can change us so we can produce change. Sometimes we pray for something to change. Why aren't we praying for the Lord to change us to see this situation differently? It, prayer can change us so we can produce change. We are city seekers. City seekers, we seek and support relationships of positive influences. Who is influencing our city in a positive way? I think of seeking those like-minded people that are also passionate about helping our community. This is apart from our fellowship. If an opportunity opens up where they ask for our opinion or our input, let's take that opportunity. Let's take that opportunity to the fullest. The, the most recent example, I feel, and I don't know if everyone knows this, but there was an informational about the sound transit that's coming to the community. And Chris was there with the village director, Alvaro, and they, they said present, I'm there. And they're there as um, support to Casino Road. Um, a lot of information about our community, of changes that are coming and how they're going to impact our community. They were there as support to our community. That's one of the biggest examples. We're also city servants. I feel like our fellowship is huge on this one. Agencies and the ministries, we're going to work with agencies and ministries that are already at work in our city. This is where CRKM comes in, where Hand in Hand comes in. The food pantry, all these ministries, all these um, nonprofits, or all these companies or, that are already doing good for our community, where can we plug in? We do a lot already, don't we? And it's so beautiful to see. We're being servants to our city. With our hand in hand coat collections, with our Christmas events and food pantry collections, we are absolute servants of our city. I don't know if you guys see it, but I see it every day. It's very evident within our fellowship of how much we serve our community. City stewards. We're going to raise up leaders from our city and strive to leave our neighborhood and cities even better than how when we got here. And that not only goes for the people in the city, but our next generation. What are you guys doing with the youth and with the kids? Um, I feel like our youth has so much purpose in our city. And um, our youth is always really close to my prayers because not only does it include also my kids, but a lot of our kids. Um, 
there's a lot of purpose in the younger generation. So apart from raising up leaders from our younger generation by teaching them the importance of showing the love of God to those around us, we can mentor from the neighborhood. And um, I feel like there's a few that do a homework club with CRKM or um, are there um, volunteering in events and all that. And that is stewarding. Um, you know, I feel like I've expressed before that there's a lot of things that I don't feel equipped for. Um, I don't feel qualified or I feel like I don't have the knowledge to do what I feel like the Lord is calling me to do. Um, but the Lord reminds me that worldly wisdom is not a requirement for godly knowledge. That's deep. Worldly wisdom is not a requirement for God's knowledge. I constantly pray that um, that the Lord allows me to see the simplicity of the gospel. Sometimes I want to complicate it, but it's not. It can be so simple as just a word, a conversation, that you and me as children of God and followers of Christ are, giving, are given everything we can possibly need because of who we know, not exactly what we know or what we have. I'm still learning that. When I feel ill-equipped, I can turn to the one that has unlimited resources. 1 Peter 1.3, his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. I, I start thinking about who stewarded me when I was younger, or when I, when I um, started to learn about the Lord. And I, I go back to, yeesh. so I think of mom, right? I think of my mom who showed me what consistency and constant relationship with the Lord looks like. She's one of my biggest models, right? I think of a youth group leader, her name was Lolianet. And she, um, she allowed me to or uh, showed me how to follow Jesus in my teenager years, which is hard with capital letters. <laughs> um, I think of my first pastor. His name was Willie Balin. He was the one that stewarded us in the roots, gave us those roots, and this showed us scripture. I think of another youth pastor. Youth pastors are amazing. I, I, I mean, they're, if, they're one of the most patient people. I think you were a youth pastor. You have a lot of good stories of being youth pastor. Um, you gotta have patience to work with the youth, and I, I think that's not for everyone. But it's just amazing the impact youth pastors have on the lives of the young ones. So I had another youth pastor, her name was Jolanda, and she was all about true talk. You need someone you can do true talk with, especially when you're young. And my, um, one of my most recent was my last pastor before I um, got to South Everett, his name was Jose. And he gave me that open space to nurture the gift that the Lord put in my hands as a worshiper. He opened the doors to his church and opened just 
open those doors for me to learn what it's like to help people reach the presence of the Lord through worship. Those were stewards for me. They were all stewards for me. So think about who, who has stewarded you and the impact that that does to every single one of us. The last one is city storytellers. Storytellers. When you think of storytelling, I think of shining a spotlight and testifying. How many believe that God has done amazing things in our fellowship? I see it every single day. I feel it. And in our community. And even though there's still a lot of work to do, and there's, there's always something to do, we've seen the Lord move. We have seen him manifesting conversations during meals, conversations during outreach opportunities, encounters with people in the streets, people just walking through these doors during worship. I see it. And God works, works magnificently amongst those that are willing to lay their time and resources, bitter resources, in his hands. He works in me, too through his work in our community and the city. Testimony can help bring people to him. This is why we share stories. This is why we share testimonies, because through testimonies, he brings hope, he brings healing, he brings closeness between believers. It removes fear and gives courage. Testimony can create transparency. Testimony allows us to keep his miracles and his works alive in our minds and in our hearts. Isaiah 43, 19 says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now, it's, now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and stream in the wasteland. Through testimony. In John 4, we've heard the story of the Samaritan woman. And I don't think we will ever know how many people came to Jesus through her testimony. I don't think the word specifies but John 4:39 says many of the Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony and he told she would say he told me everything I did at that time there was no social media there was no phones no newspaper she was spreading this word right she was spreading her testimony of how she met Jesus and how and what he did for her and how he showed that he was the true messiah there's power in stories. Storytelling. I started thinking, and I asked God, what um, commandment ties with this core value of neighborhood and city? So I found Mark 12, 28 through 31, and it says, one of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating, noticing that Jesus had given them all good answers, so he asked them, of all the commandments, which one is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the God is one, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There's no commandment greater than these. 
So teachers are questioning Jesus of all Moses' writings. I mean, isn't that a privilege? Like, goodness gracious, I wish I can sit. And the closest thing I got to that would be if I would ask mom a question and she's, she'd be like, write in a piece of paper when you get to heaven, go ask. You can ask God, right? That's another word, another way of her telling me, I don't know. <laughs> but it's like, it makes you think of all these questions that these people were able to ask Jesus about Moses' writing. Um, the Lord wants us to love our neighbor and to love each other. And Christ was the biggest example of what that looks like. Even though the majority of the disciples were from Galilee, they didn't stay there. They traveled to neighborhood cities and towns, and Christ performed miracles and fed a bunch of people and just did good for all those towns apart from Galilee. This core value compares with Jesus' ministry and how he focused on meeting the tangible needs of those around him. He constantly and consistently healed and fed, and he cares deeply about what we need and about what the neighborhood and the city needs. He's the one who can awaken the dead in spirit and make the blind see. He's capable of healing the brokenness, not us. Him. Whether it's physical, whether it's relational, whether it's mental, whether it's emotional or circumstantial, he can do it all. He's got the power. How many of you believe that the Lord is in the business of changing hearts? I do. I truly believe that the only one responsible to change the hearts of those that interact, that we interact with in this city, and in this neighborhood is him, but not only their hearts, changes our hearts. And he's not finished with our city, he's not finished with us. And it's, I don't know if you call it a cliche saying, but I, I always take it, I, and I embrace it, is if you have a pulse, you still have a purpose. Ever since I heard that, I remind myself that when I feel like, what am I doing here? He's not finished with us. And this is why it's important that every day we take time to remind ourselves that we trust the Lord that is almighty and that we must let him lead us, that we must trust on the Lord that opens doors and opportunities for us to speak his greatness to those that need the hope and those that have needs to be met. Can we meet all their needs? Probably not. But he can and God promises us that if we seek him, he will show us. He will show us what to do, what to say. So I want to leave you with two questions for our small groups. Out of these five CSs that we dug into, which one do you feel the Lord has called you more into? It could be one or it could be more. Who in your group that you'll be getting into, have you seen one of these CSs manifest through in a certain occasion? Testimony. Let's talk about it. And then just finish praying over each other. That the Lord gives clarity and that we can day by day seek his presence so he can show us what to do. Half of the time, I don't know what to do. I have to seek his presence and not forget that it is 
his city. It is his neighborhood. And he's the one that gives us the strength and courage to do what we have to do for his city and his neighborhood. So, oh, we got perfect timing. Score. So, um, four, five people? And let's talk about our city and our neighborhood and see what we can do and what we are doing to seek his purpose for our city and neighborhood and for each other.